Stories. I'm your host, Brian. This week, Haley will be taking the week off. She's with family at the moment. And that's fine with me because I've been wanting to do a solo podcast for a while now. But I just find it hard and kind of awkward to talk by myself. Uh, But luckily, I have my dog, Ella, to keep me company. She's sitting right beside me. Uh, Yeah, I wanted to take this moment or this episode, episode six, uh, just to do a little get to know me better. I feel like we kind of started this podcast abruptly and we didn't really get to introduce ourselves all the way because I know in episode one, we introduced a little bit of ourselves, but I want to get more into my life and, you know, what makes me me. Probably dig into more of my introvertedness. As always, we do welcome questions and ideas y'all want us to talk about. I would answer questions that y'all have asked us about us, but I haven't received any. So I will be looking, I will be looking up questions on a website later on, but I kind of want to do a little rundown of my life starting from as early as I can remember. But before that, right now, my name is Brian. I'm 21 years old. I'm a junior at Texas A&M University in Commerce, and I'm an education major, interdisciplinary studies to be exact. I was born in Dallas, Texas, but I grew up in Crandall, Texas, which is about 20, 25 minutes east from Dallas. I really don't have much of a vivid memory of my childhood. The only thing I can remember is living at this one place before where we live currently or where my parents live currently. But I just remember this one year that it had snowed a lot and we were running outside in the backyard with my neighbor and my brother. But other than that, I don't really remember much about that. But starting in pre-K, I was probably four years old. I did have to attend an ESL pre-K class because Spanish was my first language. So I did have to learn English. I don't really remember if I already knew a little bit of English going into school. Probably not because my parents spoke Spanish at home and my brother was probably just now starting to get into first grade, second grade, my older brother. And so I was probably, you know, fresh Spanish spoken didn't really know much English. So I guess I I guess I do remember some of my childhood because I remember before school going to work with my mom because she had no baby, babysitter or anything like that. But I remember going to this person's house and we would turn on the TV and she would put on like SpongeBob or like, you know, that cable TV shows that I didn't get at home because we didn't grow up with cable or anything like that. But I remember watching like SpongeBob and Bob the Builder and you know those classic shows and i guess i guess they were in english at the time but i i don't remember if i caught on to the words that they were saying or anything like that but yeah esl was pretty fun i remember playing like i spy games on the computer and i guess it kind of helped like to learn english a little bit <laughs> probably more just for entertainment but i do remember one time i was kind of excited because i wrote the numbers 1 through 100 on the chalkboard and i thought i was so cool I thought like nobody else could do this. And my teacher had called the other teachers down the hall to come look at my work. And like they took pictures of it and everything. And I was like, wow, like (laughs) I deserve to be like put on the wall or like put a picture of me on the wall. (laughs) Um, But, you know, a downside to that, maybe later on in the year, uh, my teacher was telling me that my C's or my E's look more like C's because I didn't do enough of the loop. And I remember crying in front of the class and I was like, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. (laughs) Needless to say, I did improve on my handwriting since then. I don't really remember much more about pre-K, but I remember I did repeat pre-K 
a second time. I don't remember much about that either. But kindergarten is when it starts getting more clear. I do remember my classroom, my teacher. I remember my classmates. Oh my gosh, I just remembered. We did a tea party and we had to dress like really nice and we had to dance uh, like to some music, which is so awkward looking back. (laughs) And I remember my partner, we were doing like this little trick where we held each other's hands and then we like spun, like rotated in a way. I don't know if that makes sense, but we thought we were so cool. And like the teacher kept making us do it over and over again. And we thought we were like the best dancers at the time, (laughs) or like we had just made up a dance move, which I'm pretty sure we didn't, but that was funny. Wow. That was kind of awkward too. I remember some girl brought her mom's cell phone to the classroom and it started going off in the cubbies. And like, first of all, who has a phone in kindergarten? (laughs) And, you know, second of all, we realized it was the mom's phone. And the mom had to come up to the classroom and like, you know, pick it up. Anyways, off topic. (laughs) Not about me. Uh, Kindergarten. I don't really much. That's pretty much all I remember from that at the moment. But then first grade, my teacher, I remember her. She was very nice, very sweet. Gosh, I don't remember really much about first grade. I guess second grade is when I remember more. That's when I met my best friend, Ileana. And I also met a few other friends. And third grade, we were moved to intermediate school, which at the time, intermediate school was third grade, fourth grade, and fifth grade. And then sixth grade was at the middle school, which will come later on in the story. But third grade, I remember my teacher, Miss Angel. She was a literal angel. She's probably my favorite teacher ever. And she was a first year teacher. We were her first class. And like that says so much. If you were a first year teacher and you made such a big big impact on a student like me like that says like so much about you as a teacher which I wish I could be like that one day when I'm a teacher but anyways third grade you know I was still pretty quiet pretty shy didn't have much friends didn't make any new much I didn't really make any new friends that year I think but I remember I was pretty good at math which is surprising because I'm not good at math today (laughs) but I remember being really good at math and we did this little game flashcard game where we would play multiplication facts, I believe, or addition, something like that. And the first person to write the answer on the board would win a team or win a point for their team and because we were split into two teams. But I remember, like, I kept getting so many points and everybody was, like, cheering me on. And I thought I was, like, the smartest kid, uh, which is surprising because I struggled so much in math for college. <laughs> Not even funny. But at the time, I was a genius. <laughs> And then I think third grade was the first year that I didn't do ESL. I think I was able to like leave the program at the end of second grade because I had pretty much caught up, I guess. And then fourth grade, fourth grade, fifth grade is kind of a blur as well. But fourth grade, we had to go to a new school that had just been built. And fourth grade, I remember the field trip. We went to the rodeo. That was kind of (laughs) weird, a weird field trip. But I remember we were we did uh, pin pals at the in that grade, and I remember we were we only did well we did pin pals to a student from another school, but within the same school district. So it wasn't really like you know that adventurous. But on that field trip, we were able to meet up with our partner or pin pal, and I don't really remember who my pin pal was, but 
you know, that's one of those things that was pretty cool at the time. Fifth grade, um, still shy, <laughs> still quiet. I liked my teacher at the time. I think fifth grade was the first year I had a girlfriend, if you want to call it that. And then sixth grade, sixth grade was pretty awkward. I think that's like the first year where things started to change. And, you know, kids were getting older, kids were being more judgmental, more, you know, just like getting older. And I feel like sixth grade is such an awkward year. Like sixth graders think they're the best or like they're cooler than everybody. And especially since sixth grade at the time, they had kept it at the elementary school, which usually the sixth grade would be at middle school. But they decided to keep sixth grade at the elementary school. So that just made it even more awkward for us because we wanted to be in the middle school. We wanted to be with the older kids, but here we were stuck with like the kindergartners and everything. <laughs> yeah, sixth grade was pretty awkward. That was the year I had my actual first girlfriend and well, probably like for like six months. No, it was longer than six months. It was probably my longest relationship at the time, probably because I was only in sixth grade. Uh, we're still friends now. We broke up <laughs> the summer before seventh grade, I believe. Uh, we're on good terms. She's cool. She's chill. Seventh grade, eighth grade. That's when things get, you know, kind of weird. That's when I started a uh, band. Well, I started band in sixth grade. I played the trumpet. But seventh grade is when I started to, like, grow more of a love for band and playing the trumpet. I think seventh grade, I was in symphonic band, which is uh, probably, like, the second best band. And then eighth grade, I was in the top band. And then I just kept on striving for, like, a better placement like for freshman year in high school but anyways back to middle school i i think i started to grow a little bit out of my shell more but i was still kind of reserved quiet introverted i remember like being in classrooms with like these popular kids at the time and i just felt like kind of like intimidated by them you know i still had my group of friends and i was pretty cool with them um eighth grade I don't really remember much about eighth grade either. I know eighth grade, I was in band crew, which was like a little group that would meet after school. Well, that would meet on Fridays and would help out with the high school marching band. And we would travel with them to away games and we would go with them to home games. And we would just help them set up and like pass out water bottles and stuff. And that's when I actually started a love marching band, even though I hadn't started marching yet. I remember band crew was pretty fun. I have a couple stories to go along with that for a future episode because I have a lot of old Facebook posts that I want to read with Haley. They're kind of cringy and funny, so I want to go back and read those with her, and we'll share those with you later. <laughs> and then ninth grade, I attended my first band camp. Was I think was my first time staying away from home for more than like two days or so because band camp is from Monday through Friday. And you stay overnight at like this cabin place, like an hour away from that school. And I have so many stories about band camp, but I feel like that should be saved for another episode. Because, <laughs> you know, what happens at band camp stays at band camp. Freshman year, I think I started dating this other girl. Didn't really last that long either. <laughs> and then 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, you know, not much really interesting happened. I was just in marching band. I wasn't in any clubs. I could have joined NHS, but I didn't. We discussed that in the previous episode. But, oh gosh, I feel like there's so many stories to talk about high school, but I do. I don't have much in my mind at the moment. Yeah, I feel like high school, I was a little, a little more open 
to meeting new friends and talking to new people. And I feel like marching band really helped with that because like the marching band itself was like its own little family, its own little clique. So like most of my friends were in band and I could probably count like on one hand the number of like close friends that weren't in band. So I really grew like a good friendship with the ones that were in band. And then senior year, of course, y'all know, I was drum major, one of the head drum majors. And that I think that's when I really started to like grow out of my shell even more. I was still an introvert, don't get me wrong, but like I was still able to meet new people and talk to new people. I was able to like, you know, project my voice more than usual, even though I didn't really do a good job of it or like I would crack my voice sometimes. But I enjoyed it. It really opened my eyes to like a new, a more... I don't know, a more open world. And I was able to like make more relationships with the students, my friends, and like even the band staff. And I really, I grew really close with two of them. And so, you know, I graduated. And then that's when I decided, I think freshman year is when I decided I wanted to be a music teacher slash band director. And so going into college, I applied, got accepted to the Texas A&M Texas A&M University in Commerce. It's the only college I applied for. But I applied for the music program. I auditioned, I believed, before graduation in high school. I auditioned. I got accepted. I got some uh, scholarships. And I was set. I thought I was, this is what I want to do. I'm happy where I am. I'm excited. And so first day of like marching band class, I realized, wow, like everybody else is pretty much better than me. I feel like I wasn't the best. Um, Sorry, my dog's drinking water in the background. I had no friends. I just entered this, like, you know, brand new school college at that. I didn't know anybody in the band. I was really hard to fit in. Everybody else seemed like they had been playing for like years and years and years, and they all took private lessons. And meanwhile, I felt like I was just kind of like the one that stood out. I wasn't the best. Okay, this is me editing the podcast. Can we talk about how long my dog was drinking water? That was probably like 20 seconds straight. (laughs) All right, continue. I feel like my high school band was good at the time, but compared to what the other kids were saying, I realized like, wow, I guess my expertise in trumpet wasn't up to par with everybody else, especially at a college level. Everybody else was playing like on really nice trumpets, and I was still playing my beginner trumpet from sixth grade which is kind of embarrassing. But I, I decided to stay for a while. You know, I made maybe one or two friends. And I wouldn't say friends, probably like acquaintances. I played for one football game. And I'm kind of glad that I didn't quit before because it was really, f- it was a good experience to play one college football game. And like, just to see how it was so much different from high school. But even then, like, I found myself like struggling to keep up with er- the, the music that was given. I didn't really memorize all of it partly my own fault but it was a more challenging piece of music and so I remember thinking like wow like do I really want to do this as a living and I thought really hard and long about it and I emailed one of the band directors and I said hey I don't think this is for me I'm thinking I'm going to switch my major that's when the head band director uh, called me to his office and we had like an hour-long conversation And he was trying to encourage me to stay, but I told him, like, I don't know, like, this just isn't for me. And long story short, I eventually ended up changing my major. I changed it to regular education. My concentration is EC through six. I don't know if I said that earlier, but I do want to teach 
preferably fourth grade, fifth grade, maybe sixth grade. I do want to teach science. That's my favorite subject. But if I were to end up teaching math or if I were to end up teaching all subject, that's fine with me. But I do love math or I do love science. Math, I could get away with math, especially like elementary math. You know, nothing like physics or anything like that like I do right now. I really do want to do science or teach science. But yeah, that's where I am. I have one more semester left of just regular classes, a few, you know, reading classes, a few development classes. Hopefully by fall 2021, I should be starting my internship. And then spring of 2022, I'll start my residency, my student teaching. And I haven't really thought much about where I want to teach, like once I graduate. The plan was I did want to go back to Crandall, my hometown, and teach there. Since a lot of a lot of uh, people that graduated from Crandall do go back to teaching Crandall because you're kind of like, I was told I would get a guaranteed teaching spot there, especially since I was in one of that program, uh, Ready, Set, Teach, which is kind of like for future teachers. The more I thought about it, I was like, well, I do kind of want to like step out of my comfort zone a little bit. And it's probably best if I were to teach like somewhere new. And so I do have a former teacher that works at Greenville ISD. And I saw her a couple of days ago and she asked me, she was like, hey, like, when do you graduate? And I told her hopefully by 2022. And she said that they're really in need of some good teachers. And I guess she was implying that I would be a good teacher. (laughs) And I kind of really, I kind of like thought about it. I was like, well, I guess it would be convenient just to teach here since I do live in Greenville at the moment. But if I were to end up teaching like in commerce or any of the surrounding areas, like I would be fine with it. Yeah, I'm nervous and excited about that. Um, That's pretty much my like coming of age. (laughs) I am 21 now. That's 21 years of my life that kind of like rushed through. I'm sure I'll have more stories to talk about later on in the uh, podcast, maybe some future episodes. Uh, But I do want to go ahead and answer some questions that I found online. Just a little get to know me better. All right, so we're gonna get right into it. Uh, The first question, what weird food combinations do you really enjoy? I don't really have like a Nothing really sticks out to me like a really weird food combination. But I know I don't like mustard. I like mayonnaise, like on burgers and stuff, but I can't imagine just eating a spoonful like some people do, which is really gross. And if you do, like no offense, but I don't know how y'all do that. I guess this isn't really one of my preferred combos, but I just want to kind of talk about it to see if any of y'all like this combo. But I just can never get my mind across french fries and ice cream, especially like the ones from Wendy's, which is like a really popular snack (laughs) or preferred combo. I just, I don't know how or what or who decided it was a good idea to mix French fries, potatoes with ice cream, a dairy product. Not for me. And I tried it with like different ice creams with different restaurant fries and it's just, it still doesn't hit. So if you like that, good for you. But that's something I don't enjoy personally. All right, the next question says or asks, What movie can you watch over and over again without ever getting tired of? I feel like I might have said this in an earlier episode, but one, I have a couple movies I can watch over and over again. One of them is Coraline. It's probably one of my top five movies ever. I could literally watch it right now and probably end up watching it again tomorrow. But sad thing, I just realized they took it off Netflix. I don't know how long ago, but I remember it was on there for a good while because I remember watching it over and over again. Uh, but since that's not on Netflix anymore, I kind of 
resorted back into another movie, which is The Grinch, Who Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Even when it's not Christmas time, I will still watch that movie. Like, I feel like this year I probably watched it a total of like three times. One of them being like after Christmas. <laughs> but I remember I watched it probably sometime like October. And then even before that, I watched it sometime, sometime probably in the summer. But yeah, Coraline, The Grinch. And then like a third movie that I can watch over and over again is Monsters, Inc., the first one. I don't know what about it is very, I don't know. It's very heartwarming and like welcoming, I guess. But I could watch that movie literally over and over again. But those are the top three movies that I can think of at the moment. All right, this question asks, what's your favorite vacation that you've ever been on? Growing up, I didn't really have a lot of like big vacations, probably like we did travel a lot to Oklahoma for Turner Falls. If you're not familiar with what that is, it's kind of like a little water park slash park, not park, but like a little camping area. They have like a, like a natural waterfall there and like a couple like little kiddie pools and stuff. But I remember going there quite often in my childhood with some family. We just like take a tent, eat some hot dogs, marshmallows, you know, just typical camping stuff. Um, we did go to Arizona one time to visit some family down there. We stayed there for about a month. Um, other than that, I didn't have much really vacations. I had never been to the beach my whole childhood. It wasn't until sophomore year, I was in band, of course, and we were able to take a trip to Chicago, which is kind of like probably impossible if I weren't in band. There were probably wouldn't be an opportunity for me to go to Chicago if I weren't in band. But thankfully, I was able to go. My parents were able to pay for me to go. And I just remember it being like such a different experience, especially being away from home. I still look back at it and like I'm so thankful that my parents, first of all, paid for me to go and that they allowed me to go. It was pretty nice. I recommend going to Chicago anytime. <laughs> at the time, I think it was March. It was pretty cold. I think that's when I f saw my first real snow, not like a Texas snow, but that was pretty nice. And then after Chicago, my senior year, we took a trip to Disney World, which is like, or my high school band, we would take a big trip like every other year. So my sophomore year, I did s uh, Chicago. And then my senior year, we did Disney World. That time, I think I paid for the majority of my plane ticket, my expenses and everything, because I was already working. Like I said, if it wasn't for band, I wouldn't have had that opportunity to go. I ended up meeting one of my internet friends at the time, and we're still pretty close now. But it was pretty cool to meet him there and just experience Disney World. I do want to go back one day with my family and be able to pay for them to go, especially after COVID and everything. But I do, I would love to go back even if it's not Disney World, I would want to go to Disneyland just to experience something new for me. But yeah, those are probably my top two favorite vacations. This summer, I did go to Florida, which is my first time going to the beach. It was pretty fun. It was kind of nerve-wracking with COVID, but we were safe. We did social distance and everything. But I'm glad I was able to go that time. Yeah, those were my, I guess those are my top three vacations because it's pretty, pretty much the big vacations I've ever taken. All right, next question asks, what games do you have on your phone? And it's a pretty funny question because I do have a lot of games, but what ends up happening is I 
download this game. I'll play it for like a couple days, maybe a week, and then I'll just never play it again. And when I'm trying to, you know, organize my home screen again, I try to go back and delete the games that I do that I don't play anymore, which is probably all of them. But then I, I don't know, I get like attachment issues with it. I'm like, well, maybe one day I'll like I'll get bored and I'll play it. And so I still have like all these games that I don't play at all, but I just can't get rid of them. But I do have, I have Plants vs. Zombies, <laughs> the first one, I think. I have Cooking Fever, which is like one of those cooking games. I have a SpongeBob version of that. <laughs> I have Angry Birds, you know, a classic. I have Candy Crush. That's one of those games that I'll play for like a week straight, get addicted to it, and then just don't play it again, ever again. Um, I also have Among Us, which was pretty popular couple maybe like a couple months ago i feel like it's kind of died down now but i still have that game because sometimes i do want to play it but yeah those are the games i have a follow-up question is what game have you spent the most hours playing and i guess i don't know if it's talking about like games on your phone but or like video games but one time a couple years ago i was a pretty big minecraft fan and i did build like this mansion like from scratch and i remember playing that or building that for like days straight, hours, so many hours building that. And at the time, I could play Minecraft for a long time and not get bored. But if I were to play it today, I could probably play play for like 10 minutes or something and I'll just get bored or like motion sickness. So I can't really play those kind of games anymore. But I do play, you know, a couple other video games. I still have like Call of Duty and, you know, just your basic Fortnite, Grand Theft Auto, just those games i i play them often not too often but like every now and then but like minecraft i don't know what it is i just get really motion sickness i remember my mom telling me that she would feel dizzy when i would play or when me and my brother would play my younger brother i was always wondering why or like i don't know why you would get dizzy but i guess now i see why <laughs> i don't know what it is but it just i can't really play longer than 10 minutes or else i'll start feeling sick and i know Haley's like that too because we've had this conversation before but I don't know, she, she likes playing Minecraft with her sister and they have a good time playing with it. Okay, next question. What artist or band do you always recommend when someone asks for a music recommendation? And I can thank Keelan for this because I didn't listen to this person before I met him. But I would always recommend Lana Del Rey. I know she gets a lot of heat and hate, but her music is really nice. <laughs> it's a nice, you know, she has some really like, upbeat songs but she also has some really laid back and chill songs that are great for like driving and stuff uh she is coming out with a new album in march so if y'all need recommendations go ahead and go look at lana Doray. she has a couple albums already out um other than that i really like troy savon he's another artist he's also has a new ep that came out recently and if you know casey musgraves he had a song he released a song that has Casey Musgraves featured on it. It's called Easy. And the artist is called Troy Savon again. But he's also another person that I recommend. And then a third person that I recommend is kind of like a... I feel like not a lot of people would probably listen to this person. But I only learned about this person through this YouTuber, Emma Chamberlain. She introduced me, well, not specifically me, but her audience to this band called Rex Orange County. His his music's pretty chill, especially his album, Apricot Princess. 
that probably that was the first album I listened to, not all the way through. And then he also has a new album called Pony. I recommend that one as well. And while I'm looking at my phone, I guess I'll also recommend Broods. When me and Keelan went to go see this artist called Marina, or you may know her as Marina and the Diamonds, uh, Broods opened up for her. And I realized like, oh, like this song sounds familiar. And I didn't even realize that it was this person or this band, Broods. And so they have some good songs as well. Their album, Evergreen, is pretty good. Came out 2014, so I recommend that as well. All right, this next question asks, what's your worst example of procrastination? And (laughs) this one really makes me cringe because my freshman year of college, you know, I switched majors to months into the school year and so I joined this class environmental science class and I realized that this class the final project or the final grade exam really was this group project and I always thought like oh like I'll look into it later I'll join a group I'll find somebody to join or maybe I'll just do it by myself and so you know the months went on you know September October November December it was due And I literally, the week before, I realized like, oh, this is due. I should probably start working on this. And so I was like, well, I'll just do it by myself, even though it probably wasn't allowed to do it by yourself. But I was going to email the professor and be like, hey, you know, in a professional manner, I joined the class late. Is it okay if I did this project on my own? But for some reason, I didn't. And I didn't email her. I didn't do the work. You know, the semester ended. I got my final grade. And my grade... I could have got an A, easy A in that class, such an easy class. But because I didn't do that group project, my grade dropped all the way down down to a D. Luckily, it was still passing, but my GPA did fall pretty good. <laughs> so another like life lesson to those that are going to college or are in college, don't procrastinate on group projects or don't not do them at all, <laughs> you know, that could I could have had an easy A in that class and it brought me down all the way to a D. Such tragic and I hate myself for doing that. I should have stuck with that A. But you know, I learned my lesson. Don't do it again. <laughs> Alright, this next question asks, what's your go-to casino game? I've only been to the casino twice in my life, mainly because it's not legal to gamble, you know, before twenty-one in Texas. In Oklahoma me and my friends, well, me, Sai, and Haley, and Keelan, went to the casino in Oklahoma, so you can gamble there even if you're not 21. I do not have luck at the casinos. Sai, on the other hand, had, like, probably the most luck out of all four of us. I probably walked in with, like, $60 or something, and I probably walked out with, like, maybe 40 or 20 I really didn't win much, and if I did win anything, I would probably just lose it right afterwards and I didn't have any luck keeping that money but I remember you know Saya has like I don't know what what it is about Saya and her family but I know her parents and her grandparents are always lucky with the casino as well and I guess she got passed down those you know those genes those gambling genes she did pretty good at the casino I don't remember how good Haley did but I don't think she won that much if you're listening to this the previous part of this episode was recorded a couple days ago uh, but now today's January 1st, 2020, the new year. We're back at it. I had to pause the episode real quick just to 
go to bed because it was already late at night. But now it's a brand new day, brand new year, brand new me. I guess I'll just finish this episode here. But I had a great New Year's. We had some family over at my parents' house. And we just, I know, had food, drinks, danced. And yeah, I hope you all had a great year. And I have both. And I hope you all have a great start to the year. And then also there's a new thing I'll put up on the links in our social media. We always welcome feedback or episode ideas you don't want us to talk about or share. If you click on the link in our bio, the very top one says episode ideas and it's a Google form. Uh, you can just fill it out if y'all want to, if y'all want to hear any stories about anything particular or if you have any questions y'all want us to answer. And hopefully Haley will be back next week so we can record episode seven and have that ready for you guys. And I hope y'all have a great day. Ooh, ooh, ooh.